Yeah, it's like one of our philosophies is like, you know, if an opportunity presents itself, that we'd like to take advantage of it. So even if we don't really know what we're doing at that point, sort of grab the opportunity. I guess this could be part of the sort of the thing that we might talk about at the end of the show, but go for it. Like, don't be afraid. Go for it because you never know what's going to happen. If you don't do anything, nothing will happen. That's a certainty. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou, and boy, do we have an exciting episode lined up for you today. I have as my guests two of the most unique, inspiring, and awesome entrepreneurs in Canada. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the wine ladies, Suzanne and Georgia, welcome to the show, ladies. Woohoo! Thank you so much for that introduction. <laughs> you Thank are you. so welcome. It's just a total pleasure to have you here. You know, I met you years ago when I was going through a, a bit of a challenging period of my life. I was going through a separation and divorce at the time. And I remember that both of you were really very supportive and kind. It was a big, huge mixer type event. And I was just trying to get out of the house to get out of my depression. And I remember you both sat with me for about 10, 15 minutes and you helped cheer me up. And I, I never forgot that. I, I got your card at the time and we never had a reason to have a, a business conversation beyond that. But since I've got my podcast up and running and I know that you ladies uh, very much have a unique brand, a, a unique personality, I thought it'd be great to have you on the show and have our listeners learn from you. So Tell us your backstory. How'd you get to be the amazing wine ladies? <laughs> well, we weren't always amazing. No, just <laughs> well, I, I guess for I guess it starts a little bit, if I can just say, like in the wine business, because I was I was in the wine business first, and then Suzanne came into the wine business, and then together we formed the wine ladies. But my husband and I had were in the wine business before that for I don't know about, about 15 years, I guess, 10 years or so. And I really I really love what I was doing. My husband, we were introduced and he invited me on a date and he was like this big, big wine guy himself. And he was a member of a club and people used to try to sort of stump him. They would wrap up all these bottles. And he'd have to guess what they were. And he said, I'm going to take George on this date. And he's I'm trying to impress you, right? Yeah, he was trying to impress me. So he gets there and he gets them all right. And he's there. Everybody's cheering. Way to go, Ken. Way to go, Ken. <laughs> so I'm there. That's really good. And then he says, why don't, why don't, does somebody else want to try? And I said, well, I will on the first date. So Nikki, I swear to God, I got six out of seven right and I thought what that's not so fantastic <laughs> I got sorry <laughs> really that was my introduction to one I thought maybe I have a palate but of course as it turned out he had more than a good palate because three weeks later I asked him to marry me and we're still married <laughs> oh my god how cool is that 
Yeah, isn't that crazy? But that was my introduction to wine. And fast forward 15 years later, then Suzanne comes in and she's got her own backstory. Yeah. So what happened with me, I was married living in Montreal and my background is marketing. So I was the director of marketing over at Hasbro, Hasbro Canada, a number one toy company. Yes, the number one toy manufacturer in the world. And I learned my ropes in terms of marketing from there, learning how to market uh, children's toys. And it's a lot, a lot of work, a lot of special things you have to do. So what happened was, unfortunately, I was getting a change of life. I got a divorce and uh, the corporation moved the marketing department. And so we all basically uh, lost our jobs. So I decided at that time to move to Toronto because both Georgia and our other sister, Barbara, were here. So got a job at Irwin Toy, just bought a house in Oakville, newly divorced and with a 10-year-old living with me. And lo and behold, first mortgage payment, boom, Irwin Toy declares bankruptcy, I'm out of work. So, wow. What a, what a way to crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was not, it was awful. It was very, it was awful. So my sister and her husband said, well, why don't you go into the wine industry? And I went, I don't know. I don't know anything about wine, but okay, whatever. So that's how I started. Yeah, there was a part of the, there was a part of Chase International that wasn't being worked. Right. And we really needed somebody to do it. Right. And I wasn't ready to jump in yet because I had two young kids. And there, that's when Suzanne was invited to be a part of it. And like you said, I mean, bold as ever, you know, really didn't know anything about wine, but boom, here she is. And she's not the wine ladies yet. (laughs) (laughs) Soon, it didn't take long before something happened. (laughs) Yeah. So what, what happened was essentially through my travels, people would say, oh, you're that wine lady, that wine lady running around all over Toronto, selling wine, going to events, you know, newly single, having a blast, enjoying myself. And I said, this is really fun. This is work, whatever. And met someone who wanted us to do, or me to do a wine and chocolate tasting. And I went, hmm. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So I, I sort of asked Georgia if she would come in and help. And so she did. And we did this event wine and chocolate pairing, which is one of the things we like to do now. That's one of our shticks, I guess. And there was a gentleman there from the Toronto Sun that was, they were starting a brand new magazine or new newspaper, 24 hours. And they, 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 they he loved what we did. And we didn't know what a dynamic duo we were. No. We? You guys are amazing. I mean, your energy is off the charts. <laughs> You're naturally fabulous, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hear some of the things we did, Nikki. Let me tell you. But uh, so what happened was, he offered us an, an article. We said, well, we don't want an article. We want a column. So hence, we got a, we got a wine column in, in one of the major publications in Toronto, weekly wine column, which really helped launch us in terms of the wine ladies. So that was sort of the first part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it was, love it. Should we continue with it? Please there, keep oh, telling this is great. Oh, I love it. Keep going. You tell them about the radio show. <laughs> Well, so what were the what were the foodie guys' names? What were they again? Remember what, for um, Chum? What were those guys' names? My God! Oh, John met? John Mitter from um, yeah, and John, Dave Dave uh, Redinger. Right, 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 right. We met we met these guys, and they were on Chum. They had a, radio, a car show. No, they were on uh, AM seven forty. Oh, oh yeah, they, oh yeah. Where? Oh yeah, fast forward. Oh my God, yeah, we were on AM seven forty. That that's right. So then we met these gentlemen. They had a show on AM seven forty, and we kind of hit it off with them. We ended up going to the 
just some, I forget some guy's house one day. And after a bit of a conversation, they said, you know, do you guys want, you guys, you guys should have your own radio show where they're, what? Really? You're kidding. No, you guys are amazing. So honestly, before you turn around, just like that 24 hour column came up, Suzanne and I signed on with AM 740 with our first radio show ever from midnight <laughs> to 1.30 Thursday nights. Oh my God. Yep. Getting our butts over there to the station every Thursday night. It was a call-in show and we would have, we would have guests and believe it or not, uh, Nikki, one of our first guests was the CEO or the chairman of the LCBO who was driven to AM740 from Toronto, to from Toronto by his driver to be a guest on our, on our show. So that was the beginning of our radio career. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it's like one of our philosophies is like, you know, if an opportunity presents itself, that we like to take advantage of it. So even if we don't really know what we're doing at that point, sort of grab the opportunity. I guess this could be part of the sort of the thing that we might talk about at the end of the show, but go for it. Like, don't be afraid, go for it because you never know what's gonna happen. If you don't do anything, nothing will happen. That's a certainty for sure. So that's sort of been one of the that's things. That's profound, that. that's profound, that's powerful. I really like that. Yeah, really it's like very that. true, it's very true. And, you know, we also, what we found was like when we were discovering ourselves, we did do some pretty crazy things. And we were starting to get ourselves out there and people were there like, who are these dames? (laughs) 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 Really? I mean, we we actually hooked up with somebody. um, She was a comedian. And we were, people were starting to ask us, would you guys like to come and do like a wine tasting? Where they're, well, we don't do the wine tasting like everybody else. We're very different. So we would do things like we created the sizzling sensational wines of, of Argentina. We learned how to tangle. And we, <laughs> wow. we went into the restaurant and we did our wine tasting the wine lady's way. <laughs> so we did do some crazy things sort of to set ourselves apart from everybody else, which again, I guess if we were to fast forward to the end and we won't talk about it too much, is one of the other real, I guess one of the things that we would put forward with the the act, the go-to actions in trying to create a persona or, or create your own business, set yourself apart in some way from everybody else. And that was like some of the things that we did to try to create a, per, a, car, a but, but, persona. But it wasn't, it didn't always play out well, to be honest, because the the wine industry at that time, this, we're talking like 2000, 2001 at the time, was quite, I guess, snobby and still very, very serious. So very conservative. Conservative, right. So you picture like a gray haired man with the testament and uh, just <laughs> very, um, you know, uh, very, very, a little bit snooty, I guess, maybe. I don't know if that's the right word, but so our, word. our approach was much more inclusive. And we actually had one restaurateur, we won't mention who it is, but a serious restaurateur with a chain that was very pissed off at our approach. He didn't like what we were doing, that we were having too much fun and not, he called it like not being serious enough. But since then, the whole wine industry has actually gone that way. You know, they're still serious, but they're also much more approachable. And we were ahead of our time in terms of that. And like having a, a name like the wine ladies, like people didn't do that. Now there's the wine sisters, the wine divas, the wine guys, the wine bimbos, the wine oh whatever. My God. <laughs> there's a lot of 
wine people, you know, that have names like that. So, but we're the originals. We're the wine ladies. <laughs> you are the wine ladies, man. That's fantastic. Well, so you managed to get your business off the ground. You encountered some resistance from traditional elements yeah. who were, let's face it, a little bit snooty and, and stuck up and bah humbug like Scrooge. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. close to yeah. Christmas time where we're doing this. Yeah. So how did you, how did you get it to the next level? Well, we persevered. I guess that's really all I can say is that we 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 tried. We stuck with it. We tried more things. We just kept very busy with it. We, like Suzanne said, we were innovators, so that was working for us. Little by little, we chipped away at it, and people started recognizing who we were. We started like with the social media. There wasn't anybody that was doing social right. media. Right, like we at were that on time. we were on Facebook in two thousand and four, and the thing is, our generation, which is like baby baby boomer generation, essentially, was not on Facebook. So you, we were trying to attract an audience that wasn't really into social media and didn't really get it kind of thing. Since then, obviously they do, and they're all part of it. That was a challenge, but mm -hmm. uh, we, we kept going and like mm -hmm. every week sending something out, telling, you know, trying, trying to be engaging, trying to, to have good content from 80% content, so people, things that people can learn, that they can enjoy. That's our main thing. It's not all about selling something. It's about do, you know, giving a good service to people, whether it's our radio show or it's the columns that we write or the articles that we write for magazines. We always have something for people to learn and experience. That's sort of been our, our approach. And the approach has always been about fun. And we found over time, Nikki, that, you know, that's actually what a lot of people wanted. There were so many people that were sitting on the sidelines that were that were afraid to get involved in wine. And we found like with each event that we went to, with each each little wine tasting that we did, more and more people were starting to come on board. And we realized, you know, well, we really have something here. Like, you know, so we, we were just bringing wine to bringing wine to the people, to everybody. And everybody, we, we noticed that there was definitely a huge market for that, that mm -hmm. it was totally unt un untapped. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know what? I love the way you phrased that. We made it fun and we were bringing wine to the people. And, and that really is what it's all about. You need to be involved in whatever it is that lights your fire in True. a way that you're having fun, in a way that you're making a difference in a way that you're helping other people tap into their greatness, their sense of fun. And that's what you ladies have done. And that's what I love about you. Well, thank you, thank Nikki. You. <laughs> you know what? I also, I would say that one of the other things that we do is like we don't profess to be like experts in all air, in every area of wine. No. So we, what we do is we sort of we're the conduit. We bring the experts to the people, and we're the conduit that does that. So we, uh, Nikki, we interview folks from all over the world, like winemakers from New Zealand, from Australia, from and we've talked to people in China. You know, any all 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 the corners of the world. So we bring all the experts to the people, and we sort of get, we get the message to the people through the, through us as as the conduit from the experts, and it makes it a lot of fun. People like it that way. And the other thing is, rather than just focusing strictly on wine, our our approach is the wine and lifestyle. So we we talk to people in the world of art, the world of fashion, the world of sports, entertainment. There's always a wine element, but 
it's also how wine is incorporated into the into lifestyle which so it's not so narrow and not so you don't have to sort of go in such huge in-depth knowledge about the wine that way because people don't really want when you go to a wine tasting and you have someone up there that goes on and on and on and on and on you know about the bricks and all the different things related to wine people don't really want to really know all that they want to know overall they want to enjoy themselves they want to drink a nice glass of wine and 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 have fun you know that's so true nobody really cares how much you know about your area of expertise they just care that what you do is beneficial to them that's all they really want right yeah that's so true like right now we're doing some wine contests on instagram the wine ladies little plug where we've got some giveaways going on for we get some some malfi gin some chase vodka different things for the holidays so we like to have fun and we're having a blast with that people are entering like crazy and from all over the world So that's some of the things we do as well. I love it. So ladies, you have taken this iconic brand. You found a way to stand out. You're definitely not in the sea of sameness like everybody else. You stand out very powerfully in your space and you've turned it into a viable commercial business. Talk a bit about how you turned it into a viable commercial business. Okay, well, in terms of, I guess, being a bit bit of a pest, actually, not giving up, uh, you know, to be honest. Um, essentially, sending out information to all of the potential sponsors out there. And at the beginning, we did, we did quite a few things for free, I guess, mm-hmm. in terms of to get sponsors. And when people see that you're connecting with your audience and you are an influencer, that you get the respect by the industry and you get the clients. So currently our client roster, we have over 160 uh, sponsors and clients of the wine ladies for the past three years that have booked campaigns with us. Wow. Yeah, either social media campaigns or a trip somewhere to California, like the Peruvian government hired us to go to Peru and we did a whole bunch of videos for them, articles. Uh, So we've got a fine roster of respected people in the industry that have come on board as, as clients and sponsors of the wine lady. So that was one of the things we had to do at the beginning. And coming up with things every week that people are going to be interested in promoting. That's true. And also, you know, we when, when you're first getting started, nobody really knows about you. So we had to really put ourselves out there. So we were like doing all different kinds of events. So people would get to know who are who the wine ladies are. So it was a lot of our time that was spent, Nikki, putting things on and getting our faces in front of in front of the faces of all these people. So that was that was definitely, I think, uh, a game changer for us. When people started to recognize who we were and what we were all about, then you know how the 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 word travels. I guess that's kind of what happened. So that was that was a big part of our strategy in the beginning, for people to know who we were, and also doing fundraisers. In 2011, we won Entrepreneur of the Year for the Oakville Chamber of Commerce, which is one of the, the respected chamber of commerces in Canada. And we did a lot of, uh, and we still do, uh, a lot of fundraising and giving back. We did the, just recently, fundraiser for the United Way, Hamilton and Halton. Mm -hmm. And uh, we worked with the Princess Margaret 
hospital, the Lottery Show Homes. For two years, we did two fundraisers in a row for them here. So, and for April, we're they we're going to be part of the Children's Aid Gala in April, where it's three hundred dollars a ticket. And we're going to be auctioneers. We're going to work on the wine wall for them. And we're also going to be a prize. The wine ladies and a chef, there's going to be a prize. So that's we still continue to give back and get the, you know, that's something we're doing in volunteer. We're not getting paid for that. It's, it's, it's giving back to people. And they, always things happen. When you give back, something positive comes back to you. Yeah, there's all, a reason why they say pay it forward. Yeah, there always there's a lot even of truth. You don't in expect that. anything, yeah. but there's always something that comes back to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's very powerful and very true. Paying it forward is important. I interviewed the founder of BNI, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Ivan Meisner. And BNI has this saying called giver's gain. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, if you go out there with the heart of a giver and you give first, then you're going to get something back. It may be from the person you gave it to. It may be from God or the universe in some right. other way. But givers always gain. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's absolutely true. I think that if you, if it's, you know, it's it's not all about you, and it's, it's and it's people recognize that. I think you know when you're authentic. You pay it forward and you have, you really show that you do care about people. It always comes back to you in spades. It honestly does. And I've noticed that all throughout life that um, even little things, I don't know, like even crazy things like um, giving, giving money to the guys on the street, uh, crazy things like somebody gave me six, six leather coats and I put them all in the trunk of my car and I gave them out to the guys that were asking for money. And then all of a sudden I got a really big gig the next day after I did that. So, you know, you never know where it's going to come from. And I think the biggest pleasure still comes from, honestly, when you do something good for somebody and you see the smile on that face, who it doesn't matter what's going to come back. You know something is going to come back, but how good does that make you feel when you see that on somebody else's face, when you see that smile? It feels amazing. It's the greatest thing in the world, 110%. Yep. So, ladies, you've taken something you love, something you're passionate about, and you've turned it into a business, a business which had you be awarded the 2011 Entrepreneur of the Year from the Oakville Chamber of Commerce. That's incredible from my perspective. And it's something that the people listening to this episode are interested in understanding and basically deconstructing for themselves. So I think this is a good time for us to talk about your three expert action steps. What are the three things that you would recommend that our listener take on to help enhance their life and their business and take it to the next level? Well, I, I, I for sure I would say one of the things would be to be an innovator. Like if Suzanne and I would have started off in the wine business like everybody else out there, I think we would have had very, very little chance of any success. But we, we, we created something for ourselves. We were innovative in the approach that we took. It was not out there at all. We were like the first ones out there that was doing that. So we, we did different things in terms of the kinds of wine tastings that we did. We didn't do it like everybody else. We found another way, I guess, to approach the audience. There was a lot of audience participation that was not the way it was. We gave prizes. We made it fun. We made a party. So we were innovative in our approach to our business. I think that's definitely one of the things that we would say. Yes. Number two, I would say 
like I, I alluded to earlier, grab the opportunity when the opportunity presents itself, go for it. Don't be afraid. Failure is the next road to success. And I know that's kind of a cliche, but it's very true. If you, if you try, try, try again, that's for sure one of the things that I, would, I really believe in. So don't be afraid to go forward and take the opportunities when they're presented to you, which is, we still do that today. <laughs> well, who, could, who would have ever known that we could actually be a live auctioneer? Yeah. But we didn't say no, we did it. And we got some good money for that prize the first time we did it. That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and three, you got to have a gimmick if you want to get ahead. <laughs> so number three would be like differentiate yourself again yeah. and like our big our big wine glasses. our big wine glasses yeah i know it's so i guess it's more of a differentiate yourself again I yeah guess that would be part of that mm-hmm. and if you have a shit people recognize you like they as soon as they see the wine glasses you're the wine ladies but if we didn't have those wine glasses and we were just two two women that were walking around maybe there they wouldn't know right away that we're the wine that we yeah. were the wine ladies yeah. so we would go to all these big events and we would pull out our big glasses and wear our outfits and sometimes we were kind of like do we really want to do this yes do it let's get out there <laughs> i love it don't be bashful just go for it georgia you're wearing that victorian outfit because that's what you're wearing <laughs> and pick up that darn wine glass <laughs> i love it that's awesome well you know what that's powerful you know i learned a lot from listening to you later today. I mean, go for it when you have the opportunity. That's important because some opportunities can really be game changers for your business and you got to have a gimmick. I love that. I love how you put that into song and verse because that actually made me want to sing along with you. Okay. This is pretty cool. You know, and it's important, I think, when you have something that helps you stand out, that you take full advantage of it. Because let's face it, the marketplace is very noisy. There's a yeah. lot of what one of my previous guests, a man named Alex Charfin, calls pressure and noise out there in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And most people are looking for ways to reduce the pressure and noise. And if you have a gimmick, if you have a way to stand out and be fun, you're helping reduce pressure and noise for people. That means they're going to be more inclined to look at you and be attracted to your message and the way you do things, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, that makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Nikki. <laughs> well, we could turn this around. We, hey, we should have Nikki on our show. <laughs> I love it. Are you kidding me? Anytime. Anytime. Let's make it happen. So what are your three things that you can attribute to your success? <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll give you three. Okay. So number one, this one I learned from a mentor of my name, Robin Sharma. It's own your morning. You got to have a morning routine. Robin talks about getting up at 5 a.m. And I think it's powerful to go to bed early, get up early, and own your morning. Get up by doing a workout, get up by learning, get up by reading, get up by journaling, you know, dealing with any emotional angst that you have, putting it out on paper, feel your feelings, get them out of your system. You own your morning, you're going to own your day. Number two, remember that sales is an act of love. That person that you're talking to on the other end is a person. There's someone's wife, there's someone's husband, there's someone's son, there's someone's daughter. They have their hopes, dreams, and fears, and you need to care about them first and foremost and not your commission. Don't have commission breath. Commission breath stinks. Nobody wants to smell it. <laughs> 
Oh, that's well said, too. I like Thank that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And number three, the secondary purpose of everything in life is have fun. So be like the wine ladies and have some fun. <laughs> we'll have a toast to that, Nikki. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So, ladies, I know that you have some really cool stuff you're up to and some stuff that you want to promote. This is the portion of the show where we promote stuff. So what do you want to promote today? Well, okay. One of the things we're we're concentrating on in 2019 is to... build up our audience for our audio podcast. We just went to a new platform, uh, Mixcloud. And uh, so we've got a bunch of episodes on there already. And we'd love to invite your audience to tune into our show. We create a new show about every two weeks. And as we mentioned, it's about wine, food, and lifestyle. We have beautiful guests from experts from all over the world on the show. It's very interesting. We have fun with everybody. And uh, so we'd love you to let everyone know more about that. That would we'd be most appreciative. Oh, 100%. So how do they find this uh, fabulous show of yours? Well, they can go to thewineladies.com and there it's all over our website, or they could go directly to mixcloud slash thewineladies.com and they will find our profile. They can follow us there. They don't have to follow us. You can still tune into the show without following. But if you follow, then you'll know about all our new episodes all the time. I love it. That sounds absolutely fabulous. Contests and prizes. And follow us on all of our social media. We're on Instagram, The Wine Ladies, Twitter, at The Wine Ladies, as well as Facebook, at The Wine Ladies. So that would be that would be awesome. You know what? I love it. I think that's that's fantastic. Well, we'll definitely make sure. I'm going to start following you guys. And uh, let's, uh, if you're serious about having me on the show, I'll come on the show. And uh, I would uh, definitely put that information in the show notes so the listener can definitely go and check it out. And uh, if there's events that you're having, ladies, definitely let folks know. We'll make sure that uh, people have full access to that. So that's fantastic. Thank you, ladies. Our pleasure, Nikki. It was awesome speaking with you. Oh, totally, totally, totally. The pleasure was all mine, believe me. So, listener, you can tell by listening to these two crazy cats, Suzanne (laughs) and Georgia, that they're having a lot of fun and that they're the real deal. They get it. They understand how to stand out, how to brand themselves, how to be thought leaders. So make sure you go listen to their podcast, check out what they're all about. And if you've been wondering why you're listening to this show, it's awesome that these two ladies have got it dialed in and figured out, but can I do it? Can I be the wine ladies of my space? And you might be thinking to yourself, I'd love to be, but you don't believe it. You know, maybe those chattering monkeys in your head are going, I don't know, you can't do it. You can't do it. You're not cool. You're not fun. You don't have those big wine glasses. Well, I'm here to tell you that you can do it. It is possible for you. And how? That's a great question. The how simple. You got to jump on a call with myself or a member of our team. And the way to do that is you go to our website, ecircleacademy.com forward slash 
appointment or just go to eastcircleacademy.com, go to the top right-hand corner of the homepage, click on the button, book your success call now, and you can jump on a call with myself, a member of my team, and we can walk through exactly what your current situation is in your business and how you can help yourself get to that next level, how you can learn how to stand out. It'd be our pleasure to do that. And listen, you might be asking yourself, hey, is there a catch? And the answer is yes and no. So, you know, <laughs> the no part is, yeah, there, there's no catch. I mean, there's no cost to the call at, at the end of the day and all that good stuff. But yes, if you want to be on the call, you got to be somebody who's, you know, got something real. You must have some real expertise. You must have something that helps solve a problem for people. You must care about people. You must be interested in taking your business to the next level. And listen, if everything lines up in the call, you can just take the information we, we've given you and, and you're good to go. But if you think we can help you further and if we like the cut of your jib as well, we might invite you to come participate in one of our programs. And that's the catch if there was a catch to be had. So that's it. That's all. Ladies, thank you so much for being on the show. You are awesome. <laughs> thank you, Nikki. And happy holidays to you uh, and a fantastic 2019 coming up. Oh, thank you. And saying to you, that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about our fabulous guests, Georgia and Suzanne, the wine ladies, go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. And if you want to find out whether you can be the wine ladies of your space, go to eastercoleacademy.com forward slash appointment. Until next time, goodbye.